this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. My name is Josh Roach. I'm Chad Campbell. Justin Hughes in the house. And it is Monday, December 30th, and has been 11 days since the rise of Skywalker. So that's just how we're going to date everything, right? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. our, that's our BBY. Yeah, it's our BBY now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> uh, A-T-R-O-S, B-T-R-O-S. Great. <laughs> you ready for this for the rest of your life? I yeah. I'm, you're, let's go for it. You're zero right now. You're you're eleven year eleven days past the rise of Skywalker right now. That's your age. Interesting. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. What everything before was a past life. That's true. I mean, in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Watching watching Rise of Skywalker is a rebirth. Yes. For all of us. Yeah, it is. It was uh, the you know rise because resurrection, rise, rise, resurrection. Yeah, that was a big thing that uh, with like the different languages that we talked about before. You know, going into it, would you guys say that resurrection played a part in this? Well, in so I mean, far as Palpatine may or may not have been. By the way, this is spoilery. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. You guys should know this. Spoiler alert. Let's be honest. Why the hell are you listening? <laughs> to a Star Wars podcast if you still haven't seen that by this yeah, point. Yeah. Like, what is that like? Don't do that. Well, the last episode was labeled spoiler, so okay. anything after this that should be, you know. All right, so what, what were we saying? Oh, the resurrection. Right. Obviously, Palpatine was somehow resurrected. Like, we don't quite know. There'll, there'll be a book on it. And then... Um, Project Luminous. Kylo dies, assumedly, and then he comes back to then resurrect himself again for uh, Ray, so, so that's that's a resurrection. Okay, so that's full Jesus. Kylo dies. When are you saying Kylo dies? I'm saying it, when she stabs him. He didn't no, die. Then. No, 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 he didn't die then. He died when she dies, and he I di- think he dies, or at least is very knocked out. But she I, dies. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she's dead, and so I don't think he died. Okay, so he he's he's very once. close to death, and then yeah. he comes back kills her but then now she's a skywalker so there was a resurrection of that name all right um big problems with the movie anything that you think it should have had that it didn't have aiden christensen okay. I, I thought for sure we were going to see anakin skywalker yeah yep, that's my biggest one i think i, I, think I, like, I, think I put money on it yeah we all do <laughs> see i'm kind of okay with them not doing it because my whole issue was that it's already it's too much of a backstory and it's not even that. It's that it's already super Harry Potter, right? The whole ending is very Harry Potter. I'm going to use my electricity. I'm going to use my wand. Now we're beating wands against each other. It's okay to have the voices come back, but if we also had all of them come back as Force Ghosts, like putting their hands on their shoulders, yeah. it's literally just a copy and paste of Harry Potter. But here's why I thought they should have brought it back. Because, um, A... George Lucas did this before J.K. Rowling even thought of Harry Potter. He had 
uh, he had Obi-Wan Kenobi and you know, come back as a ghost. I'm more powerful. You know, if you strike me down, I'll be more powerful right. than you could possibly imagine. And in the original manus, like the original transcripts of um, uh, Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan and Yoda were supposed to appear and they were supposed to help overthrow the Emperor. Okay. Well, I think Chad was uh, mentioning the specific dynamic of like Harry Potter and Voldemort linking up with their electricity and then yeah. the ghosts come out of Harry Potter's wand and end up saving them. That was kind of a lot like how Ray ultimately I, killed Palpatine. They were linking up with Palpatine's I don't even care. I'm not saying he had to be there, but I'm saying I there's a couple voice. of spots. There's a couple of spots where Hayden Christensen would have went well. Like Maybe right after Ray stabs him. I would have put him in the end, standing behind yes. Luke and Leia. Yes. Like the three of them. Yeah. I also would have, even more so than him, I would have put Kylo in the end. Okay, let's talk that about that. Bugs me. Let's sure. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a reason he's not there. I don't think there is. I think there's a big reason he's not there. Let me hear it. Okay, so they're a dyad in the Force. Two that are one. They've always been connected. They have a connection. They can speak to each other. They can see each other through the force. They, they can, can pass, pass things, things through the force. Through the okay. Now, he, and what does Ray say earlier in the movie when she kills the snake? She tells BB-8, I just put a little bit of my life force into him. Kylo put the entirety of his life force into Ray. So he literally is living in her now. Like, it's very possible that she could still have a conversation with him and he's just inside of her. So he can't appear everywhere else because his entire life force was passed into her. Okay. We've all, we've all wondered what it's like to have sex as the opposite gender. Well, now he'll know. We just wanted to find out. That was the whole redemption. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like I mean, randomly. I... Why is Ray just like, well, that's not, yeah. me, doing that's not me doing that. Yeah. Ray, why are you just, it's not me checking myself out. <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. I still think it would have been better. It would have been cool to show him yeah. at the end, but that's the only re- way that I'm okay with him so now. So he's still there. living on. So he's still so living he on. he be a force ghost until Ray does. Right. And like okay. Hannah said, like that makes her even, because he was a Skywalker, that makes her more, like it gives more meaning to her just being like, yeah, I'm a Skywalker. Now. I mean, that was really cheesy, but I understand too, though, because yeah. like, okay, People, some people online were saying she should have said Palpatine. Try to change the name. Well, that's like like forty years after World War II. Like, right. what's your name? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm Jack Hitler. <laughs> I'm just going to change my name. Yeah, and I'm proud. I'm of embracing it. No, the Hitler no, name. Even now, if your last name is Hitler, it's probably not Hitler. Like, maybe it is through birth, but you probably changed it. I doubt that's yeah. even a last yeah. name anymore. That's like the last screw you to Palpatine. Like, yeah, I'm erasing you. Yeah. Yeah, we're not letting that live on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was okay. I knew she was going to take the name Skywalker I one mean, way or the other. So odd. Yes. I kind of didn't want her to because it seems so obvious, but whatever. I, yeah. You have to have some sappiness to these endings. Yeah. Like, that's almost my issue with Return of the Jedi is how safe and sappy it can be at times. Um, and that will always be my issue with this film. But that's also my issue with Return of the King. Yeah. And yeah. And Deathly Hallows. Like that's See, I think you would really enjoy a Star Wars saga if I were to be at the helm. It would just end terribly. Because you would just be like, <laughs> I mean, maybe the good guys would win, but at great. Right. Cost. Oh, that'd maybe be, sad, be like, though. oh, I just like it probably would have ended like you know, Ray 
takes out Palpatine. And then you know how it like kind of fades down and then Ben's hand comes up. It would have just ended there. Just Ray's dead. Ben's dead. Palpatine's dead. Yep. Probably a bunch of the ships would have crashed into a bunch of our heroes and taken a majority yeah, of the, see, now I, the I, fleet out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have liked that <laughs> too much. That would have been a little too too. You're just like, oh. My whole thing with with this ending is like we have to remember that Star Wars is largely, even though we've grown up with it and we're older and more mature now and want different things, Star Wars is largely for kids, and always kind of has been. And if I watched one through nine now, I think nine did a really good job bringing it to a solid ending that, especially as a kid watching them all in a row, I would have really liked. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what really counts in the end. So whether it did everything that I wanted it to, that's not the most important thing. Um, I think it could have used a little more padding on some areas. I think it went really fast. Yeah. On the some beginning things. was yeah. quick. But like I said, I think that they took their original idea for eight and the original idea for nine and put them together in one film. The first half is a totally different movie from that second half. The first half is just setting up for this epic thing that would have probably been better if it was longer. And same with the the part before it. I can see that because generally I can almost see how that could have happened. So JJ sits down, him and Lawrence Kasdan, and they're like, okay, here's our idea, essentially the trajectory. Because even uh, Adam Driver said, He's always had an idea, a trajectory. From the beginning, J.J. told him, this is the path Kylo Ren is on. This is your end game. This is where you're going. And I think that was redemption. Um, and, you know, generally you have like a couple of years between each installment. So then Ryan comes in and he's like, oh, we're doing the next day. Or it's like five minutes later. Yeah. But at the same, ha- you know, at the same time, the way they left it, like, that would have really sucked to jump ahead. Absolutely. No, I agree. Um, I feel that Ryan Johnson kind of got the short end of the stick somewhat. Yeah. I also think, though, that he intentionally chose – he said that he chose not to see where they were planning on going with it. He chose okay. not to see that. So anything that seems like he messed it up, he did mess it up because he could have seen right. what where they planned Their on going. Was. Yeah. But he chose not to so that he could be fresh and original. And then he was also going to write nine. But after he was done with eight, yeah, he was supposed to write nine. He didn't too. exactly know where to go. Where to go? So, in comes nine. Well, which is at that point, he should have just looked at where they originally were planning on going and seeing where he could have. I think their mistake was to let him have the option of not doing that. Yeah. Well, and like they said, like it didn't necessarily mess up anything, and the it just made it to where, like you said. We crammed a lot. We into crammed movie. a lot in the beginning of this movie. I mean, the opening crawl of episode nine is the most like the dead speak. Yeah, the dead speak. The emperor has is well, he, he's back. You know, he's yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot, and it's, then he's basically in like the second scene. So yeah, Kylo has to kill a few guys, but then Palpatine's right there. I was yeah. I was really hoping for a bigger reveal. We all knew Palpatine was going to be back. Yeah. But, well, um, I mean, it just seemed it felt anticlimactic to me. It was almost a letdown. Well, I guess you got all that out of you at, like, when that came. Like, at Celebration. It was like, that was the big... This whole time has been the build-up. Because they haven't told us how, he's, how he came back. They weren't saying any. They didn't show him to us except for just, like, the back of his hood for a quick shot. Mm-hmm. So, but if you went into this movie blind, or if you're 20 years from now, if you're watching all the movies, and all of a sudden you pop in episode 9 next, and you're going in blind, it's like, oh, crap, Elsie's back. Like, what? What in the world? And I guess 
I mean, now I'm okay with it, and I'm much more okay with Snoke, because Snoke was literally a puppet of Palpatine. Yep. Which still, why did Snoke want Kylo, though, to kill Rey? I mean, there's a whole scene on that. And then he gets tricked, but he thought for sure, yes, you're finally going to kill her. And then now now he's, like, backtracking. He's like, I wanted you alive the whole time. See, you can't trust what Palpatine's saying to these people. Like, I think yeah. he wanted Ray dead because Ray posed a threat to him. But didn't he need Ray to kill him to pass on the power? He wanted Kylo to pass. Because I think, um, okay, originally, I think he could have had Anakin do it. Right? Right. Because Anakin, because I don't think any of this stuff he's telling Ray about like, oh, yes, you will be Empress and you will now reign. We'll all be inside you, but you'll be in control. I think Palpatine would have been in control the whole time. He would have just passed into her and would have been in control. And I think that originally he would have wanted to do that with Anakin because he was super powerful. You know, he's going to become more powerful than either of us. And, you know, Palpatine was never, like, going to be like, okay, yep, eventually Anakin will overthrow me, and I'll, you know, give all power to him. I think originally his plan was to embody Anakin. And then after that, maybe he started trying to have kids so he could, you know, produce an heir that he could embody, that being Rey. Right. And then after his son betrayed him, got her away from him, then he starts going after... He finds out, oh, Ben Solo, he is the heir apparent to Darth Vader. He could be as he could be the next Darth Vader. I'll just embody him eventually. So the whole thing is basic and we've talked about Palpatine's antics too. Like how much does he foresee and how much is he like just reactionary? So I think he's just playing in the moment. At that point, he's like, Well, she's pretty she gets pretty angry. Like she's she touches the dark side. I'll just see which one comes out on top and then uh, whoever's better. I'll just use them. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, all right. What do you what what did you make of the redemption? I didn't have a problem with it. I really liked watching it the second time. When Ray heals him the first time, he loses that scar. Yeah. And I noticed that the second to be fair, um my wife Courtney noticed that the second time. It's because she. It's because your wife Courtney's really into Adam Driver. Isn't <laughs> she, she loves. She loves. She thinks he's Tyler a Rent. specimen. Yes, and um, high waist pants, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> I I was fine with that. I never had an issue with with redemption. I know some people didn't want that, but I kind of expected it from the get go. Yeah, I didn't want it. Okay. See, for me, I expected nothing less. I expected it, just didn't want it. Right. But Star Wars is always about that. Star Wars is always about redemption. And it's always about good things happening in the end and people choosing the right way. Yeah. There's never really been a moment where that hasn't happened with a character that we can empathize with, sympathize with. What about with. Hux? But Hux was never, I could never empathize <laughs> with him. He was a jerk the whole time. Yeah, you're either cartoonishly evil or you're basically a good person. Maybe you've made some mistakes. Yep. What'd you think of Redemption then, Tim Q? I liked it. Yeah, it was interesting. My wife was like kind of upset that Kylo Ray ended up dying or passing his life force forward or whatever. But like, if you think about his character, he was not going to survive that movie. And yeah, he was either going to be the bad guy, the, the big, big snook or whatever, and have to get killed, or you know, 
redemption if he ends up dying. But, you know, if he turns good and survives, then he still has to answer for all of his crimes, one, now, one would think. Crimes a lot of people were right. saying they would have liked to have seen him um, get redeemed, save Ray, give up all his power, maybe not necessarily give up the Force, but, like, then he went and lived in solitude. Like, he returns to Lars Homestead, and he just, like, lives out his days as a farmer. No. Just, like, serving plants. Why, why is he allowed to be free after literally blowing up plants? Well, let's talk about this, though. Like, how much... Like, he was manipulated. Like, he had voices inside his head, and he had been manipulated since the time he was a child to be twisted towards the dark side. Yeah, but he still chose that. He could have fought against that. And he did. In the end. Yeah, and he did. But, I mean... It's just like Darth Vader. If if Anakin had survived, could have survived in six. Like it still probably would have been better to to kill him off because someone would have wanted him dead. Oh yeah, for sure. Like not everybody's going to accept him. Yeah, I mean that's like Hitler after World War II says, you know what? I was, I was wrong. wrong. I'm just going to go live on a farm. But what about no Hitler? one's going to let him do it? What about like Hitler's youth? They weren't responsible for the genocide. It was Hitler. Right, but they were grown they were being programmed. So if that had continued and Hitler had, you know, we had a we hadn't a won. You know, it continues, those kids grow up, they do some awful, horrible things, and then Hitler's overthrown. And then they, they they're like, Yeah, we did these terrible things, but we were told at from like we've been told like since we were children. To do this, you I don't said, cut them loose. They still need to be held accountable yeah. for their crimes. You can be more lenient with them because of their circumstances, but in the end, if if you so, can they crime, ever be released back into? I think as a society, we probably would never be accepting of that for a long time. For a long time, that's like you know, oh, we found oh, Osama bin Laden's son planned nine eleven. Now we got Osama, and his son's just saying, "Hey, I was just a victim of circumstance." Yeah, we're still going to kill you. Seriously, I mean, that's how we work. Right. That's, that's how society works. You're not just going to be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Your dad gave you, told you to do it, so you did it. No, you're going to die too because you killed a, a lot of people. And you were in control to some degree right. of your decisions and circumstances. Well, because then you have people like Finn, right? Let's talk about Finn for a minute. Sure. Finn's yeah. whole story arc was he was – Taken from a family he never knew. That's a good counterpoint. Programmed to, you know, to follow orders and kill, you know, kill innocent. And even Jana, that whole squadron, right? Yep. They were ordered at whatever that battle of some island or something to take out all those innocent people. But why didn't they do it? What do you say? There's a feeling. They had a feeling. They had a feeling. Right. But then we find out that Finn was force sensitive. So yeah. it's possible all those other guys were too, and that's what gave him the feeling. And yeah, so I heard some people talking but about Kylo this then, too. Sorry, Kylo then was also force sensitive, so he should have had the same feeling that what he was doing was wrong. And he did to a certain extent, right? He was very conflicted. He was very yeah. conflicted the whole time. Like he always felt the pull to the light because he always had the conscience, right? But more so than Finn is a victim of circumstance. Oh, very much so. Kylo is a victim of his himself in the end. He chose to listen to these other people. He was surrounded by Luke and Leia and Han, all of which are like the strongest 
pro light side influences you could probably have at the time. But look at what Luke did to him. When at that push, if you're already feeling conflicted, like all of us have dark, everybody has a dark side, right? Everybody has, Mm -hmm. you piss, you know, you always are going to have the thoughts like, oh man, I wish I could just do that. But Luke gave him a reason, right? You wake up and Uncle Luke, who maybe you've got a grudge against or for whatever reason, you're already hearing these voices inside your head. And then you wake up and Uncle Luke's holding a lightsaber over you. Yeah, that would be pretty traumatic. Yeah, the lightsaber wasn't lit, but it was there. It's oh, like, it was lit. I think it's only lit in the nope, one. It's lit both times. It's lit both times. Is it? Yep. Okay. He turns it out in the second, the third time we see it, which I think is basically about as close to the truth as what we're, we get, right? Yes. He's standing over him, watching. He senses him. You know, you hear all the stuff going on. And you know what? For all we know, he could have been sensing, like, just Palpatine's intentions for him at that point. Just whatever Palpatine was poisoning his mind. Right. So he's sensing that darkness. He turns on his lightsaber. You get the close-up on the lightsaber, rack focus, and you see him turn over. Right, okay. And I feel like um, there was a a one-off comic about Snoke. There was. It was called Kylo Ren, but it was about Snoke. And wasn't Snoke already a part of Kylo's life by this point like he already knew who he was yes. before this Luke thing okay happened. so there is a comic that a one-shot comic that came out uh called I think Supreme Leader Snow for just Snow yeah and it talks about um it's actually kind of funny it's like him training him it's a little ways into his training mm-hmm. one of the things he does is he levitates him off the side of a cliff and drops him Snoke drops Kylo and Kylo falls and then at the last second catches himself with the force and Kylo asks him, asks Snoke, like, would you have saved me if I, you know, wasn't able to do it? And he was like, Skywalker would have, but I would, you know, I wouldn't have. Like, right. I, that, that'd be a weakness. And he said, I can't have my, any apprentice of mine being defeated by a fall. Right. Which, he was defeated by a fall, right? Mm-hmm. So, he being Palpatine. Um, who I just take basically is just like the guy holding the puppet of Snoke the entire time now. So that's like a meta way of like referencing how he was defeated and how he doesn't want his future apprentices to be defeated. But then he ends up throwing him down a pit anyway. Right. But now we see that he was totally capable of stopping himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the new comic that just came out, The Rise of Kylo Ren, there's just the Knights of... Ren thing? The Knights of Ren. Yeah. yeah. So it's called The Rise of Kylo Ren. I only read the first one. Yeah, I just read, the, I just read, it's only the first one is the is only that, one that's out. Okay, I wasn't sure. The next one comes out in January. Okay, so it's month. So he already knows Snoke. Yep. So he goes, it's Tim Q in this comic, it's the night of the thing that happens between him and Luke. And to me, it didn't even look like he intentionally blew up the temple. No. It was more of like, either it wasn't him at all, or it was like an an involuntary outburst, kind of like Ray's force lightning. But then some other Jedi confront him and he actually tries not to kill him. And actually as it stands, they're chasing him. He didn't kill all the Jedi. Um, And he goes straight to Snoke. And he mentions to Snoke like, oh, look what Luke Skywalker did to you. So something with Snoke's appearance, there's some backstory there with Luke. That's interesting because the the pickle jar Snoke's kind of 
look a lot like Snoke. Yeah, I don't know if they're as, as jacked up in the face. Like, there's like part of Snoke's face that looks like it's totally missing. Yeah, yeah. But he's got a head hole. Yeah, maybe he's just, you know, maybe these puppets only last so long, so he needs to replace them every once in a while. So he's just got to make it look like the last one. Could be. Yeah, if they're, yeah. Who, who knows what went into the construction of them? Yeah, there'll be a book about it. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what we've been talking about Project Luminous, right? They announced it at Celebration, said, well, we can't tell you anything about it. A little while later at Comic-Con, they're like, oh, we can tell you that these are the contributors. It's going to be books and comics, and there was something else that they're doing, too. But it's going to be cross-platform, several platforms that they're using, right? And now they're saying the tagline for it is, um, it's called Project Luminous, and it said, the force binds us, has always bound us together until now, or something like that. Do you think that this could be the story of how Palpatine came back? I mean, maybe. There'd have to be a story about how he comes back. All right, so if somebody were to come to you guys right now and say, Chad, you're in charge. Tell the story of how Palpatine comes back. God, you wouldn't want me to. I don't know enough of the main lore stuff. Um, I would probably say, I mean, to, to me it's obvious he never died in Return of the Jedi. Huh? But then he says, I've died, I have, died before. I've died before. Um, but I mean... All he does is fall down off, out of the ship, but that's exactly what Luke did, and Luke survived with no hand, and Palpatine still had two hands. Whoa, are you talking about Luke falling out of Cloud City versus Palpatine being thrown into a reactor core and a Death Star? That, there's that a little bit different. Out? Yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference. Sure. There's a difference. All right, well, I mean, all I'm saying is it, it, one is super, super powerful with the Force, so it, it, it's very possible that he could have protected himself in some form hmm. it's and, and it we would just probably make up some force power like he can put himself in a bubble and float out somewhere just like what if, yeah what if like bacteria and funguses do when they're in trouble they just kind of like harden themselves yep. and they just kind of go into a, a dormant state for for an advanced period of time like we he maybe he as he's falling into the reactor core somehow he protects himself in a kind of bubble of force energy he does a Leia thing when she's out in space yeah he just creates a shield shield around himself and just goes into some kind of dormant state well maybe not dormant but just continually shielding himself from the elements of first being surrounded by the death star blowing up and then floating freely through space until he can direct himself somewhere (laughs) but then he did say i've died before that wouldn't count as a death Right? So the, the other option would be something supernatural, because you right. guys say the dark side of the forest is a gateway to many abilities. Many abilities that some consider to be unnatural. Maybe he could do something supernatural uh, and and physically die, but then come back again. But then why wouldn't he be able to do that again after Ray kills him? He wouldn't right. be able to. So I, I wouldn't go that route because. So here's here's my thinking. Like he says, he's died before. Is he being literal? Or I, I think he's being as literal as you can. Like, yeah, I've died I thought so too. But. And if you look at him, he looks dead. Like, that body is jacked up. Yes. Right? One of his fingers is he's a in bad couple condition. of fingers are all... And somebody was pointing out, like, if you look at how his cloak sways and stuff when he's attached to that big, like, needle thing, <laughs> it looks like he doesn't have legs. So he might only be, like, a torso. Interesting. Like, the way his cloak sways and everything, it looks like there's nothing past So he Darth Mauled himself. 
So I'm thinking here's, and actually just going off of what you, you kind of expanded on what my theory would be. So when Vader overthrows him, right? He's going down in that reactor. We see this weird explosion, okay? He didn't make it far enough down to hit the reactor to explode like that. I think that that was Palpatine trying to do his, like, I'm going to pass myself into the next being, like he's trying to do with Ray. He, he released his spirit. He released his spirit. somewhere. Yep. And, well, I think what he was trying he to do. he the back of someone's head, and we only find out at the end yes. when he takes it off and talks into the mirror. Yes. So yes. he just full Harry Potter himself. Well, I think what he was would be trying to do is attach himself to Vader. But he couldn't attach himself to Vader because Vader had at that point forsaken the dark side. Well, and he dies. And Vader dies, right? But if you watch, the, have to watch it again. But doesn't the blue like stuff kind of come out and go out, and then right at the end it like sucks back in? I think so. So what if it's like Timkey was saying? He goes down there. He's going to die. He so he tries to release himself to embody Vader. It's last ditch, Hail Mary. Last ditch, and he can't. So it sucks back in, and then he does, like what you were saying, like, it just, like, inverts, hardens itself, and goes into, like, a dormant state. And then, boom, the Death Star explodes. Like, he dies, okay? But his body is still, like, his carcass, his corpse is still there. And so we see that the Death Star wasn't, like, incinerated. That, you know, that... uh that part of the Death Star, that throne room and stuff, was still there. And in the book, actually, so it, Pablo Hidalgo, also a Star Wars apologist, yes, just professionally, found a way of explaining this. So he said that what happens when the Death Stars explode is there's such a force of, like, such a huge explosion that it sends every, like, all the bits that aren't just vaporized, because parts of it are vaporized, but the larger chunks literally like go into hyperspace for a moment because that's how much force is behind it. So they're just like instantly are just like boop, gone. And that's why that's, Hey, I didn't make this up. Somebody who gets paid to do this made this up. Um, <laughs> hand me that book. Tim, you hand me the visual dictionary. So, okay, so I'm handing over the visual dictionary now. <laughs> <laughs> so literally that's what like it. So his body could still have been intact. albeit like maybe, I'm sure really messed up from being near the explosion. So in other words, not intact. Right. But like parts of it were like what we see is there. Okay. Um, Maybe he's like an iron giant thing. So they all land different spots, but then they're slowly crawl to each other. Yeah. So essentially, oh, here we go. It's a horror. So yeah, it's a horror. Well, no, because no <laughs> it's I don't, horror I don't no, Cause I'm not saying he, embodied himself in anything else now i'm saying that it got he sucked back into himself and went into a dormant state. and went into a dormant state maybe even just died okay and then after that point because obviously somebody came and got him because we know now that there's a whole planet full of a sith cult that is totally loyal to him and that dagger was made after the death star fell into a bed right so I think somebody, maybe even Ochi himself or somebody of the like, came, recovered him, took what was left of him back to Exegol, and used their Sith alchemy, hooked him up to a bunch of tubes, and between the dark side and whatever crazy alchemy and science they had, reanimated him. And like you said, if he was in a, 
like if he sucked all his force power back into him, like he's there, but he's not able to walk around anymore. Like he's missing fingers, his legs might be li- missing. Like he's obviously like he's a corpse, man. He's, he's just a little like, worse for wear. He's a reanimated corpse. So that's what I think happened was he tried to latch onto Vader, do that whole thing, couldn't because Vader wasn't touching the dark side. Was late, like back into himself. Was later found and reanimated. And since then, he's been, like, dealing with Snoke puppets. And maybe they can only last so long. Maybe they expire. So that's why he has to... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good answer. I think what we'll get... I think that makes as much sense as whatever is going to end <laughs> yeah. up being the explanation. I think what we get is something more like he just internalized all his power yeah. at that moment. And then was in the explosion. He was still in the explosion. Yeah. But he was just like floating through space, dormant yeah, well, for a me, while. To me, um, the the shield and like physical cocoon kind of thing makes sense because in in the Mandalorian, you see Baby Yoda like holding off the flames with the Force. So you know why couldn't Palpatine just create a three D sort of Princess bubble, Leia did bubble of Force protection yeah. and just protect himself from the Death Star blowing up and then protect himself from the elements of deep space long enough for one of his cultists yeah. to come. And I think, I think that's probably what I, happened. I think he still, because he was weak at that moment, yeah. he probably could do it, but still received damage. Yeah. And so that's why he doesn't oh, look yeah. the same. He was yeah. damaged. And, oh, yeah. and he, he, he was, was probably just... unconscious for a long time because when Leia does it, she's not very far. Yeah. And she's unconscious Well, for she a while. does it even in Leia Princess Baldur the book. Oh, okay. There's a mudslide, and this is when she's a teenager. And just out of instinct, the force within her reacts and it literally forms like a bubble. She's like in a bubble and like covered it with mud and dirt, but it keeps her safe. So if she can do it, you know, without having any training and it's just instinctive, I'm sure Palpatine can do it. The reason I'm saying, I think, A, I think it makes more sense just to have him be still there in the Death Star because Mm -hmm. obviously that means something if they made a dagger to lead you back to there. That's like a holy point at this place for this at this point for the set. That's a grown worthy moment for me. I gotta be honest. Yeah, that's the, the one thing, thing I didn't like was the how the dagger matched up with the Death how Star. She, what if she had been like a hundred feet down? It's the Force. Just leaves. would you have ever force, like found that? The Force. It was a big MacGuffin. The it was Force. Yes, it was very MacGuffin. So was the. Uh, she should have just been. Chewie's her, still she should have just sensed it. She should have just been like, I can sense a dark presence here. I can sense sure. her. She yeah. should have said something like that. Yeah. Chewbacca still being alive was also really cheap for me. Yeah. I, I was happy he was alive. Don't get me wrong. But, like, we saw the ship explode. And there were like, two ships, though. And I was like, oh, they were all in that other ship. For me, it's it's like Mario. Like, sorry, but your princess is in another castle. <laughs> like, <laughs> great. Yeah. So I mean, so, but yeah, that's not, they, like, they could have at least shown two ships taking off and one getting stopped. Well, one didn't take off though. That's the thing. So one was still on it. The whole exchange they had was still behind that cliff and probably didn't take off until. That's probably how Kylo. Do we see both ships? Yeah, you see both ships. And the one hadn't taken off yet. Well, it must have already taken off. Is what it I. It could saying. have already taken off. Either way. Um, We're watching a legal copy of this film with legal foreign subtitles. We should just on. do a uh, commentary of this. Okay, so yeah, there she is getting in a ship. And then we don't see that other ship. Besides that, we see that he's getting in it. Two ships. Boom, boom. Oh, you're right. 
Yeah, so the whole time, there's been two ships there. All right. So, guys, blink and you miss it, but for about 10 frames, we do see two ships. Which I told you. Yeah, you, know, you did. You I did. caught it on the first viewing. But for me, it's still it's still very, your princess is in another castle. It's a very yeah, cheap is, way out of it. But it's there. We could have seen the ship take off or something. Yeah. So but for me, okay, again. Okay, so yeah, the, the fake deaths in this movie. There's a lot deaths. of them. <laughs> so Chewie's the first one, right? Yep. So you get Chewie and then C-3PO. Yep. Oh, yeah, C-3PO, man. Like, did, how convenient that R2 managed to restore <laughs> him to perfection. Yeah, right like, to that point. How convenient. It didn't bother well, no, me. No, no, he got restored up until, like, their last before meeting, they right? Left. Because he was kind of confused right. about yeah. some recent events. Yeah, but it was still right before they See, left. See, it, like, it, it would have made it worth it to me if when he had restored him, he restored all of his memories. So the prequels and the original trilogy. But it seems like he didn't. He only had the... He just got... I think he only had the OT backup. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been cool because he would have been like, oh, Master Annie. Yeah. Oh, maybe that would have been another perfect opportunity for Hayden Christensen to appear. And we can't see 3 Just to say, just like see 3 That's his only appearance. <laughs> I <laughs> doubt. Force Ghost walks by, Winks walks away. You doubt that he could have seen him? I was going to say, I, I doubt droids can see Force Ghosts, but... Well, they can see Force a, Projections. Because Luke's a force projection in episode eight, he's literally just projecting himself through the force, and R2D or uh, C3PO interacts with him. That's true. Yeah, just force ghosts seem more of a, a spiritual kind of thing. Right. That it, it just seems that it would be cut off from what a droid experiences. Which is weird, though, because like even just like a force projection is just a mind trick, right? And you're just like, but everything is part of the force. Yeah, but I mean, so can droids be force sensitive? No, no, droids no. can. Droids are programmed. Droids can be, can be bugged. Why couldn't you manipulate some of the? I don't know how computers work. But <laughs> <laughs> some of the electronics to to confuse a droid. And then the other fake out would be Zori Bliss, and uh, yep. Babu Frick. I loved Babu Frick, man. <laughs> Okay. Uh, blink, blink. First off, this movie had my favorite uh, C-3PO stuff in it, just in general. Oh, C-3PO was great. C-3PO was the best he's been in the entire franchise. He was so funny and also necessary and emotional, like a lot of the good emotion came from that. Um, so the first time I watched it, I was all for um, 3PO. I was like, he's the best part of that movie. The second time I watched it, I was like, you know what? Honestly, though, I think that uh, Babu Frick was one of the better parts of, of this movie. I just loved that character. I wanted more of that character. Oh, do we have a guest? Oh, we got a guest. Hold on. Make sure that. Hold on, Casey. Adios. Casey, are you there? Yep. Hey. Hi. We've been uh, discussing episode nine. Nice. I like that movie. <laughs> yep. At some point, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian season finale. Yep. Also pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff this week. I think now is as good a time as any. Uh, uh, we'll just jump right into... Uh, we have a voicemail from Yost. Let's do it. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
Thanks, Yost. Thanks, Yost. That's awesome. Yes. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned uh, we were missing some Darth Vader or Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker in in, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I totally agree with that point. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think there was a couple instances where he could have come in. Just Force Ghost in the end with Luke and Leia. I I, I think the Force Ghost in the end with Luke and Leia would have been good. I would have been more okay with all the Force Ghosts then than in the Harry Potter part. Yeah, I still think it would be... Oh, man. What do you think, Casey? Where would be a good place for Hayden to be... For to, to slip to Hayden? Uh, I, I mean, realistically, probably at the end when you see Luke and Leia together because that's she's, she's basically claiming them as, as her parents, right? right. Yeah. Um, which, that's the one thing that kind of irritated me a little bit in this movie is that uh, Carrie, the whole thing with Leia, she was, she was like, be, don't be afraid of who you are, right? Don't be afraid of who you are. And right. then she doesn't say Palpatine. Now I know Palpatine probably has this negative connotation to the name, like oh, we're probably just gonna, we're gonna you know we're gonna kill you before you become a problem type deal. But um, yeah, yeah, that would have been a time for me. It would have been the whole family. I, I think I think Kylo should have been there too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've already yeah, discussed. We, yeah, we, were we just discussed all that. Yeah, we discussed how like I was saying I think Kylo's not there because they had that strong dyad connection and. She he literally gave up his entire the entirety of his force essence to save her. So he literally the like his entire force spirit lives on in her. Yeah, I mean that's one way to look at it. But I mean if you're just looking at it visually, he disappeared just like Yoda did and Carrie did and Obi Wan did. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. It, it is something different, though, how Carrie, Carrie didn't just disappear. Carrie, uh, Leia waited until her son died. Yeah, she was probably the tiniest bit alive. Like, maybe like that Maybe that was part of, like, the DMT trip or something when you die. I, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, she, she, wanted to, she wanted to see, like, her son, like, be good, I think. That's, like, the sure, what, what exactly is the significance of, uh, of disappearing like that? So you've, com- you've completed your purpose. You're ready to move on, maybe. Maybe she just wasn't ready without knowing how the whole thing was going to unravel with Kylo and so Right. Right, yeah, which is why I think she wasn't 100% dead. On. Sure, yeah, that would make more sense. So that kind of annoyed me too. Sorry, but yeah, just that like she killed herself to say his name, and and that was it. I was like, wow, what a what a stupid way to go. But I mean, it had lasting effect, right? It I wasn't guess. just that she said his name, and he was like, mm. that distracted him enough for Ray to be able to to stick him. Yeah, and I think she facilitated the Han Solo memory. See, that think, would make sense. Yeah, maybe. See, there, again, there'll probably be a book that explains how that happened, but Let's hope. I think that that was just him having an internal argument. I don't think Carrie was necessarily involved with that. That's how I interpreted it, but um, we know that Leia was reaching out with the Force to, to communicate with him, so yeah, I, I could be sold on Roach's theory too, but on, on my first viewing, I interpreted it first as sort of an internal argument. 
Right. Rather than a literal. I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, doesn't he say it's an internal argument? Doesn't he say he it's said just it was a, a, a memory. memory? Yeah, it, it was a memory. It was not a force ghost. It was it was all right. in his mind. Which would be him, his memory, I'd assume. Right. Not your memory. Right. But. I mean, Leia, Leia could have nudged him and said, yeah. you know, think about your dad. About what, your dad. what would he right. think of all this? Well, yeah. that's one. I think that's one thing, too, that's, that's kind of overled overlooked when Han Solo appeared and when that whole thing ended um that was the most emotional point of the film for me I don't know I don't know why just I like agree those, those like relationships father-son relationships just like tear at me um I, yeah, I teared up when Leia died and they said goodbye my queen or whatever they said or my princess that got me but anyway go ahead Casey but uh I, I think it's overlooked how important it was that Han Solo because it had to be him, right? If Ben was going to turn good at all, it had to be Han Solo, yep. who who gave his okay because gave all of yeah. us permission, essentially. Right? Yeah, because Han, dude, Han Solo is one of the most loved characters. He's my favorite character in the Star Wars universe, and you know, my boy, my, you're gonna kill my boy like that, Kylo, and then just come yeah. back and be like, "My bad." No, no, you need Han Solo to sign off on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, and to um. So there's this great Star Wars video called Star Wars Ray Palpatine Theory. It's two years old. It came out just before The Last Jedi came out. And uh, it's one of the things Yost and I talked about a while ago when he was saying, because in our conversations, he was like, yep, um, it's pretty evident who, who Ray's going to be. It's all in the music. John Williams already set it up. And in this video, they, they play people that know much more about music than, than I do, especially. I don't know about you guys, but... Um, they said if you deconstruct Ray's theme, it's basically the Emperor's theme. Interesting. See, and he's done that in episode one too. The end music in episode the end one music is episode the one is the Emperor's theme. theme. It's like in a different key and it's sped up and it's made more like jubilant. Yeah. And there is a similarity between just listening to it. Um, See, I think I, I I think that to a point. I also think John Williams also has with so many themes he's written you can deconstruct a lot of his themes to sound like other themes. An example, yeah. B flat or D, all of his themes start on those notes, B flat or D. And so you can merge a lot of them together. He does that intentionally so that if he needs to, he can. Right. Um, I mean, like, for example, the whole uh, fight at the end of seven switches note by note between Kylo's theme and Ray's theme, which yeah. sound kind mm -hmm. of similar in that point. Right. So I think you can interpret it that way. I don't know if it was intentionally that way. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just a happy coincidence. I mean, the latest thing to come out is that Kathleen Kennedy is the one who suggested Palpatine while they were getting ready for nine. Suggested Palpatine what? Be come back in this film. That's the latest thing to come out is that that was Kathleen's idea. It wasn't actually an idea from the beginning, oh. like they've said. Well, that's what they've been saying. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying what was what i mean was even if you look at the visual dictionary for seven you can see like there was uh -huh. like even the death star wreckage is in the visual right. dictionary well and maybe it wasn't dirt before nine maybe it was while count trevorrow was still involved yeah in nine, it's possible but i know that that was a suggestion so all the names in star wars like darth vader vater in german means father right uh -huh. um i thought that was dutch you're probably right uh darth sidious just insidious, right? Grievous. Grievous, yeah. Grievous is Grievous. Uh, Darth Tyrannus. 
Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannical. Darth Undeadu, undead. Darth Maul. Maul just means a hammer, right? Yoda means... We're getting mauled. Yeah. Yoda means wisdom. Um, uh, Luke Skywalker is literally like light, okay? Uh, then you get Han Solo, which is pretty obvious. <laughs> Solo, you know, lays that out for us. Uh, but then you get Ray. So people have been saying maybe Ray, like, could just be like straight up, like, just put a G on the front of that. Gray. Gray. So she's of the darkness, but she's, you know, compelled towards the light. Also, Ray, what is Ray? Like, she ended up being what? Essentially, royalty, right? Casey, what does Ray mean? Oh, I had my mic muted. Queen means queen. Yeah, so, I mean, her name literally means, like, royalty from the beginning. Right. It could, yeah, it definitely, it definitely could have been. I mean, maybe they never meant to bring Palpatine back entirely, but she could have always been a Palpatine descendant. Right. I just find it hard to believe that the company that, the, the overseeing company that created this awesome Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't have a plan for these three movies i think i think it was probably part of some thing where they're just trying to to get people to talk and theories to fly out and because the more people that are pissed off the more people are going to go see it and eventually might go see it they're playing the longer game i think with the rise of skywalker stuff yeah see i would i would believe that but ryan johnson said he intentionally chose not to see episode seven or, or excuse me what episode. the original plan was for episode eight and nine Right. So that he could start completely from scratch. So I know that he was not involved. There's, there may yeah. have been some limits he was stuck to, but not a lot. But they said, even in like the stuff from The Last Jedi, like the behind the scenes, they said, Ryan's plans just fit so perfectly like into what we already had. And they said, yeah. just, his, just his way, he, and he fits perfectly into, like, he's so easy to work with, blah, 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 blah. But so, they, like but, I told Sean before, sake, you say that with anything, though. Yeah, right. but okay. <laughs> look at the history of if you're Kathy, yeah, and you're gonna make this, and you you get JJ and JJ and Kazdan say, okay, here's our big plan, okay, and you're Bob Iger, Tim Q, right? you're Bobbage, and like Casey said, this is the same. You know, he's the head of you know he's over Feige and Marvel as well. So there's a there's a you know good thing to be said about having the long game. If you bring in Ryan and Ryan comes in, he's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not, I don't want to know what you guys are thinking. This is my idea. They're not going to hire him if it's so far off in left field that it's going to totally derail everything. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't so, think they... Or they would just fire him like, like the five, six, seven other Yeah, right. They would have just been like, sorry, Ryan. Right. But I mean, either Alan fix Trevorrow it. couldn't get his script to work around what Ryan had done. So obviously this wasn't a plan. There wasn't some plan here. I think it was more he couldn't get his script to work around Carrie being dead. Yeah, his he did say that the, the it only works when he's Carrie. come out and said a big part of it was he couldn't work around the death of Carrie. He couldn't figure out a way to do it without Carrie. What okay. he wanted to do. I mean, still, then the story would have had to change significantly, right? Right, with Carrie's death. Uh, but like yeah. JJ said, he was like, we were able to tell, but then, albeit a very like truncated version of what we wanted Carrie to do. Right. With the footage that he was already intimately, you know, familiar with, he was there. He direct, he wrote it, he directed it, right. so he knew what they had to work with. 
But you'd think Colin Trevorrow would have had access to that same footage just as much and have the same familiarity with it. Hopefully, he would have that. Probably not the, not the same as the guy who wrote it and directed it. And not necessarily, but he'd, be, he'd definitely be able to watch that footage. Maybe he just wasn't. I mean, Maybe, hey, yeah. he wasn't comfortable. He didn't think it would work as well as it. Because let's talk about that. How do you think Carrie's, uh, Leia's role worked? I think it was good. I don't think I would have noticed it as much if I didn't know she was dead. Right. Knowing she was dead, I was like, yeah, that's convenient, isn't it? Like, yeah. they obviously are planning it around this. And yeah. she doesn't actually say anything of she consequence. Like, when she does she the one, few things, When yeah. she does the one thing she actually does in the film, it's not even her. Like, it's... The it's biggest thing of consequence, she says, is that don't be afraid, like Casey brought up, don't be afraid of who you are which really comes, like, when you watch, when I watch that the second time, it's like, right. And but then she's I, literally, I didn't know what it meant the yeah. first time. Yeah. I, like, I yeah. was like, okay, right. Like, okay, she, I guess it's just some sage, whatever, fortune cookie advice. She's Don't be afraid end, of who though, you are. Con- convincing her to say she's someone else. Isn't that ironic? <sighs> okay, but she Leia wasn't. Luca, they're like, come on. Okay, by like, that manner, then, you're saying that you're linked to your bloodline. So if there was a child of Hitler, but wasn't raised by Hitler, okay? Okay. And grew up totally separate from Hitler and found out that they were Hitler's child. And even though everything, they maybe they're a practicing Jew at this point, right? They're, they're, they're right. Jewish, okay? You would expect them then to then, after finding out like, okay, technically Hitler's my father or grandfather, well, I should take his name. No, no, no. Is that who they are at that point? No, that's not what I'm, that's not... Well, you're saying that she goes back back on it because she doesn't take the name Palpatine. I'm saying Carrie says, don't be afraid of who you are. Right. But then she says, don't be a Palpatine either. Right, because I'm saying that's she, ironic. Yeah, because she she's it's saying it is interesting, but yeah. she's saying, but is she a like is she the product of Palpatine's evil? No. No. So I think she's saying, like, even if you find out that you are a Palpatine. That's not who you are. Don't be afraid of who you are. Right. And don't be afraid, like, but, and Luke's saying the same thing. He's like, yeah, we, you know, she knew you were a Palpatine, but she knew your heart too. She knew that's not who you were. That's not what you were. You weren't of darkness, you know. And is, and is, and is that, is that what Finn knew? Is, did he know that? Or did, you know, what did, when he tells Poe, Leia knew too. JJ has come out, person? yeah. JJ has come out and said, that what Finn wanted to tell her yep. was that he was force sensitive. Gotcha. But that's a, that's a separate thing though. Like what Finn was talking to, what Finn was talking to Poe, you know, like she's going through something. Yeah. Leia knows too. Maybe, maybe he did. Maybe Leia already uh, confided in Finn. Maybe she knew that totally Finn was force sensitive. There's a lot of guessing we have to do with that whole Finn thing. Because I, I, I think it's so dumb. Like, they thought they could die going into this quicksand. And the last thing he wants to tell her is, hey, guess what? I also kind of feel the force. Then they both die. Maybe what he a thought... fucking stupid thing to say yeah. before you die. <laughs> what a moron. Well, if you think about it, most things people want to try to get off their chest are really stupid in the moment when you're going to die. But, but for me, it makes anything, more sense. Anything is stupid. The rest of the movie, I waited until okay we're about to die to tell you that I love you. Well, oh, it's too late now, but I want to tell you that I love you. Dead. I agree. That, to me, though, made more sense. Like, he wanted to tell her that he had feelings for her. It's than obvious. saying that... Finn's got hot script. Hot that script. I, uh, just, hey, I'm, I'm force-sensitive, and yeah. then they die. 
well, the thing, the thing with that too is that he's sorry i was i was hearing feedback there um i i don't think that that's a terrible thing to say because even if they are dying it's letting her know that she's not alone you know what i mean right yeah. because now she she lost carrie she lost luke and Had now she it's lost just carrie at that point no not at that point carrie no. was still around at that point all but right so, fair enough lost well, about everybody was about to die maybe it's like hey we can go to force ghost heaven together yeah but he doesn't even know if he, how much power he actually has like see it's just something i always wanted to say i think he like, it was just, me the way you left over <laughs> <laughs> i think he like is just discovering the power but he doesn't know how to use it mm-hmm. so i think that to me because he's in such a virgin stage with it it seems like a really dumb thing to make my final thing I like, say. Literally, maybe he was like, maybe she knows how to become a Force ghost. Yeah. I better find out right now. I think it's just poor writing, <laughs> and there's no way around I that. I think that there was that more to poor. it. I think there's a lot of things in this movie that we see. They're going to write a book about it. They will, exactly. Like, Well, like hey, the book, the novelization is set to come out in like March or something, and they're doing again, I think they said what they did with Ryan, where if you read the last Jedi novelization, it fills in a lot of gaps in The Last Jedi because Ryan literally sat down with the guy and right. they wrote it together. Like, this is what they're thinking. This is what's going on. So let's hope that because – I don't think Last Jedi had as many gaps as this. Though. There's a three-and-a-half-hour cut of The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, is there? Is that for sure? That's that's what I saw on a couple of different – have you seen that too, Casey? I have not. There's. They said that – like, uh, Chris Terrio has said, like, originally the script, what they shot, there's a three-and-a-half-hour cut. Okay, but... I know there's a three-hour cut of Last Jedi originally. Yeah, they wanted to make it more like the rest of the... Which I think that they should have at least... Another half hour to just pad a few of these things out. Like, even with the Finn thing. There could have been a little bit more with the Finn stuff. With the creepy Lando stuff. I think a half hour, 40 minutes would have been perfect. With the creepy Lando stuff, just to say, like, yeah, Lando Uh, lost his daughter, and now he's sympathetic to this girl. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. There's the, um, I read the book. Did you read the book I Am C-3PO by mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels? Okay, mm-hmm. that just came out before Nine. And he says in it that scripts changed every day oh, yeah. with episode Nine. Like, how things went changed I've heard some excerpts, all the yeah. time. Like, he'd have so, lines he fell in love with, and then they... And then they would take, yeah. Scripts yeah. were changing every day with Nine. Nine was not even a complete script when they started shooting. Yeah. So, I feel that there really isn't that many... So, like, there's not a longer cut. I think there's this is the cut he ultimately chose and wanted. Well, um, he's also I think a there's dr- going to be a lot of probably possible contradictions with things too if there's he's, a lot of deleted scenes. He's also, yeah, he's also a director that very much likes to form things in the editing room. So, he'll shoot six different, you know, you know, right. they could have went six different ways, and he might shoot three of those that he came up with, and then he might take bits and pieces from each of them to try and form the final story mm-hmm. and he's a many takes guy jj's yeah. known for yeah that which is why we had the uh carrie fisher stuff yes that's very true don't blame me for that josh i sent you a uh clip i don't know if you've seen this yet or talked about it it's about halfway down that page can you uh share it with us um like screen share i don't know how that works on here like with the, uh, with the audio yeah, do you see the thing that says share? Yeah, I know. I mean, I know how to share that, but I'm wearing a headset. Will it actually play the audio? Yeah, it should. If you if you open up share and you click share computer sounds, and then you share your screen. Uh, All right, here's a clip. 
Yeah, this is uh, JJ after like a screening of something, I think. And uh, he's talking about the, uh, the criticism of Rise of Skywalker. Vast audience for this. How do you deal with uh, people, or how, do you, how does it make you feel, or what would you say to people who are, don't like what happens or, or wish it was something different? Is there a problem with the fandom that... Uh... No, I'd say that they're right. You know, the people who, who love it more than anything are also right. You know, I, we knew going in, I was asked just, uh, I think, seven hours ago uh, in another country, uh, someone said, um, so how do you go about pleasing everyone? And I was like, what? Like, like not to say that that shouldn't be what anyone tries to do anyway, but how would one even go about it? Especially with, with, with Star Wars. I, mean, I don't need to tell anyone here, we live in a moment where everything immediately seems to default to outrage. And there's a, there's a kind of a, 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 an MO of just, of, of it's either exactly as I see it, or you're my enemy. Yeah. And uh, it's a bit like magicians. You'd think magicians would all just get along. Magicians hate each other. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure there are exceptions, and I'm sure I'll, someone will write to me like, that's not fair, and I hate you. Uh, and they'll be right. Oh, jaded magicians. I can't believe No, but it's like, there, it's, 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 a, it's a crazy thing that, that there is such a sort of a, a norm that seems to be a, a devoid of nuance and compassion. This is not about Star Wars. It's about everything. You know, uh, uh, compassion and, and acceptance and... Uh, uh, allowing people to, it's a crazy moment. So we knew starting this, any decision we made, a design decision, a, a, a musical decision, a narrative decision would please someone and infuriate someone else. And, and, and they're all right. And, and Chris wants to say something. Well, no, and then your only compass really, your only North Star is your heart and how you feel about this. I mean, we went into this movie knowing it was a love letter to Star Wars. It was a love letter to the old school kind of filmmaking that inspired George, Republic serials, Flash Gordon, samurai movies, all these other genre references that we love. And, that, and it's the stuff about Hollywood movie making that, that we love. It's the big mythic stuff that we love. And so we, we went into it sort of deciding that that, that, is, that is what we wanted the final episode to be. Thoughts? Yeah, no. I think that's very much like what he said, like uh, you can't please everybody. So they kind of tried to touch on a lot of things that could, I mean, vaguely clear things up. But when you leave it vague, I mean, that's literally, that's one of the reasons I like Star Wars, right? Like Plagueis, everybody loves the notion and the idea of Plagueis. How much do we actually know about Plagueis? Especially, I mean, right from when it came out, that's a lot of people's favorite scene. That's Sean's favorite scene in the entire saga. Uh, JJ and Terry have said that was one of their favorite scenes in the entire saga. Why? Because it builds on the lore. It builds on that mythos. And it gives just enough information for you can be like, did he create Anakin? Are they responsible for creating Anakin? And who is this Plagueis guy? He never says Plagueis is my master. We learned that later, but everybody automatically jumped to that conclusion. They were like, he's talking about his master. Or it could have been a legend from a thousand years ago. We don't know. But it's the stuff where they give just enough without detailing everything that leaves it open for a conversation like this for us to ramble on about for hours. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun when your mind kind of fills in the gaps and stuff. It's, it's why I, I like 
you know, like the Harry Potter books when I was a kid, because everyone has their, even though some things aren't explicitly stated, but even when it comes down to visually designing people and, you know, and, and settings and stuff like that, it's all done in our heads and that's super fun. And then when the, then the movies come out and now when I think of Harry Potter, all I see is Daniel Radcliffe, you know, I don't remember right. what my original thought of that was. So I, I don't like being spoon fed stuff, but. Um, and I think that it's cool that you, there are opportunities like books and stuff if you want to do deeper dives into the lore and like learning everything kind of like what we do. Um, yeah, like who her, you know, yeah. his whole family was killed in the Clone Wars by battle droids. Yes, yes. Or, or what's his name? Wooher. God, what a fucking stupid name too. <laughs> Woo her. How are you gonna hate on him? Because his family's dead. Man, poor Woo her. He should just accept it. He's a well, Palpatine. Chad, if you want to date her, what do you gotta do first? <laughs> you gotta <laughs> woo her. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably got a high daughter. That's what it is. <laughs> you gotta woo her, woo her his daughter. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta woo her. You gotta woo woo her. No, I think that. Um, Woo woo her hers. No, woo woo hers her. Woo woo hers her. Her. You gotta woo woo hers her. To make woo woo her hers air? <laughs> uh, this her is getting too weird. Junior. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> you have to woo woo hers her. Woo her woo her? Yeah. Alright, this is the sound <laughs> of the. Well, woo her. This is the sound of the. Into madness. Poor Casey. You this is no madness. Idea what's going on. That's what you yeah, I don't know who Chewbacca is. I don't know who this Chewbacca is, but this is madness. No, I, I know what's going on. I just want it to end. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Oh. Casey, is there anything in, uh, I asked these guys, is there anything in episode nine that you wished would have been there? Like anything missing that you think really should have been there or something that you really would have wanted to take out? Other than uh, Anakin, because that's what we all said. Yeah, you know, it's not so much taking out stuff. I, I like we've all kind of mentioned. I think it would have benefited from being longer mm-hmm. um, to give us time to my monkey dog <clears throat> to give us time to kind of digest uh, things because it was moving really fast. Like you, you didn't have time to think about what just happened before you have to worry about the next thing that's happening. Um, right. There was there was no time to take a, a breath. Um, what do I think could have been added? I, off the top of my head, I, I I don't know if I could really explain it. Um, I just think that it, it just needed more time, more time to breathe. I think. Yeah. Right. There's already a lot in it. Yeah. yeah we've all we we were all saying the same thing. I think that's why, in some ways, I think the episode eight did change what they had wanted because then they had to cram so much in this film. And yeah. I, I've said it, it almost plays like two different films in the first half is what episode eight was going to be and then the second half is episode nine see they've done it for everything else and now we know why okay like the what's the vampire movies and books twilight twilight so they split the last one into two yep harry potter they split the last one into two those were based off books though that had i mean the last books were fairly thick on those right but i mean when you're wrapping anything up they take. They didn't split the other movies into two, even though they could have been just as thick. But you want to take your time on wrapping things up, 
and this is nine movies that they, you know, is supposed to be wrapping up. It's I, a money grab. It's not about taking time. Well, I mean, well, and I mean, maybe that's what Disney thought that this would have been perceived as, but I think in this instance, they shouldn't have been afraid to go longer. Obviously, Endgame didn't hurt from it. Right. I don't see, and that's yeah, the thing. Great. I think this is JJ's cut. Yeah. I'm no, positive, I think so. I'm positive this is JJ's cut because Disney wouldn't have been like, oh, three hours. That's too yeah. long for Star Wars. Yeah. I think it was no. I think it was JJ that did that. Yeah. I think JJ wanted to keep it comfortable. This is JJ's cut. I, I, I had said a while ago on the podcast, I thought what would have been cool, it would have been out of, I, I know a lot of people would have been outraged by it, but like JJ was just saying, you're never going to please everybody, so you might as well just do what you're going to do. I would have liked if this, you get through the whole movie, and all of a sudden, it's like, it's coming to a close, like, it's coming to like an end, but it's not over, and then it says like, you know, Star Wars will conclude in episode 10, no. then you just have 10. It's not another. It's not another trilogy. You just end it with ten. I uh, see. I would have been. So I would have been X, one of the ones that would have been upset. With X that. marks the spot. The whole thing's been leading to X. Well, I, I would, yeah, I, I that, that would have been something. It would have been would a have surprise, been and then we would have had something. Think about what we've been talking about right now. Like if it just like ended halfway through. Yeah. Maybe she just killed Kylo or whatever. Yeah. And just brought him back. I think the scary thing, especially for them, would have been does Star Wars have the box office legs to do that? To justify number Oh, nine. I think they do. Yeah, but number nine's going to make the least money so far. Besides Solo, it's going to make the least money. Yeah, um, I, and, I, it's on par with like The Last Jedi right now, isn't it? No. Um, it, it okay, it, it's on par with The Last Jedi before... The Last Jedi came out a week earlier. They said so it the seems like it has Christmas more legs than The Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, it dropped 70% last weekend, which is the same as The Last Jedi's second weekend drop. However, The Last Jedi still, box office-wise, had Christmas and New Year's to come. We've already passed Christmas, and mm. we're pretty far behind. This movie will probably make as much, maybe a little less, than Rogue One, which is fine. That's not bad. Right. But it's definitely the least in but, the franchise. And it'll be the first Star Wars film. For the, for the finale? Like, you'd think yeah, it was going to be it, it will have to be the They're first. always like that, though. Well, It'll be the first Star Wars film to not make more than the second in the series. The first always makes the most. The second makes the least. The third makes just a little more than the second. Really? Always. Yeah, box office-wise. That's how it's been. Um, that won't be the case with this I, one. You know, you know I, I thought about it. What I, what I, would, I guess a little bit about what I would have liked to have seen, seen is kind of a little bit of an expansion of what happened last Jedi. And... It does deal with Kanto Bunt. Not necessarily going there, but um, when, what's his name, TJ? When he sold that ship and, you know, had this arms dealer who was selling to the good guys and the bad guys, it kind of would have been cool to go into a little bit of that, maybe see some punishment from either the First Order or the resistance of, you know, figuring that out because obviously Finn and Rose knew about that at that point now too, to like kind of like track down some of those people and, you know, try to try to get them to stop doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more of that lore, I right. guess. Well, that's the part that uh, Chad would cut right out of the movie. Of uh, episode eight? Yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and we did for the, the Saga day. I, I kind of yeah. like that point. Like not everything's yeah. black and white. Like there's some shady crap that's going down on both sides. I like that about Rogue One too. Yeah. 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 The, the rebel spy shooting his informant in the back. Yeah. 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 Oh, let's hope we get some more of that in uh, 
casting an Andor series. Oh, they're making got, Andor series. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a little bit of that with like Babu, right? I mean, Babu, he's he works with these spice runners. He's like, yeah, he's right. Gang, like he's in a gang. He's not a good guy. He would take a job. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Oh, so the the character at the very beginning that gives them the information about the spy, Bulio. Win the war. Win the war. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who, who, you guys know who talks for him? Some no. dude. Yep. Some guy. Some guy. <laughs> That's my guess. Casey, can you guess who talks for Bulio? No. Uh, I couldn't. Once I tell you and you listen to him again, you won't be able to unhear it. You'll, 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 you'll hear him always. Okay. All right. Who's the most prolific voice actor that's part of Star Wars? Mark Hamill. That was Mark Hamill. That was Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh Is that the God. second voice Mark's done then? No, he was. He, he well, like, yeah, he like belched for a yeah, guy in Cantle Bike. He did his like. Yeah, he did like mocap and stuff. And yeah. stuff or, um, but yeah, he's Bulio. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, now, now that you say it, I can see it. Or yeah, I did. And after I heard, after I yeah, found I'm out, I'm not I surprised. Saw, I just yeah. didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear him in that. It's it's a little bit of his like Joker. Okay, you'll hear. Uh, yeah, I love Mark Hamill's voice actor. It's yeah. fantastic. I wish we'd had more Mark Hamill in this too, and I wish that yeah. his wig was better. Oh, I loved it. I thought he was, he, <laughs> he did the, he, that was one of the better Jesus impressions I've seen. <laughs> well, I I think to me, I think that. Um, they rewrote a lot of that as one of their rewrites, their exchange. I think there was a very different exchange between Luke and Ray at oh. one point, because when he's raising the felt or the Falcon, when he's rising the X-Wing up, mm-hmm. his hair looks good. It looks like he did it last Jedi or even the force awakens. It looks natural. looks good. He looks thinner. He looks like he's in better shape. Like he'd been keeping himself up for these roles. Then when you actually look at the scene that comes before it, when he's sitting down on the rack with Ray, he looks a little heavier and the wig looks bad. Interesting. What I really um, liked about that scene though, was when he catches the lightsaber and he kind of says he was wrong about throwing yeah. the lightsaber in the back. And I, I understand some people, I thought critics first off were way too hard on this film. Yeah. Um, but I understand that they see that as backpedaling from last Jedi, but I don't, but I don't see it that way either. I feel like, People that think this movie backpedaled on Last Jedi don't really like Star Wars and only like Last Jedi because it was the most opposite of what Star yeah. Wars is used to. They're just contrarians. Um, yeah. And, and, at that, and at that point in time, too, when he's because like the biggest thing people bring up to is a Jedi's weapon should be treated or deserves to be treated with respect. At that point in time, when Luke threw it, he was not a Jedi. Right, yeah, exactly. He was, he was done. Like he was cut off from the Force. What was, was the whole. Dude? theme of the last jedi listen to your elders well learn from <laughs> what what okay if you're listening Sorry. to the elder in that movie what did the elder say is the greatest teacher failure uh, failure failure the gr- yeah they all the failed in that movie failures. right they all failed uh-huh. uh poe failed at what he was trying to do finn and rose failed at what they were trying to do luke had failed for he had failed kylo and like and Ray Luke, said, also Luke. Kylo had failed uh, Luke, and it was, uh, and he had failed Ray. He had failed to, you know, keep Ray on this trajectory. Ray had went and tried to turn Ben back. She had failed, and 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 Luke warned her not to go. Yep. Just like in Empire Strikes Back, everybody's favorite movie, 
Yep. Yoda warned Luke that, that he was not ready to go fight Vader. And at the end of that, Han gets captured. Yep. They lose. C-3PO is all torn up. They failed. So All these movies, me or the other ones, this is going to be part of, we're, we're probably going to podcast again later this week because I can go on for like an hour about how the themes and stuff are the same. Oh, it's yeah. People are pissed. We have a whole reason. I was showed then the whole list we came up with, Casey, of stuff to talk about on the way when we were headed to Chicago. But yeah, um, yeah so if you take that whole theme, like Yoda says, you know, failure. Failure is your greatest teacher. Learn from your failure. Learn from your mistakes. Pass on what you've learned, including your mistakes. Next movie, Luke passes on exactly that. He's like, look, he wasn't saying I was wrong. He wasn't saying Ryan Johnson was wrong. He's saying, no, I was intentionally written to be wrong so I could teach you that what you're doing is wrong, that you're repeating the mistakes of the past. Don't do that, right? Don't be afraid of that. Don't and don't be afraid of your dark side. And people are it, it goes to like Leia, right? They all saw the darkness in Ben. So what did they do? They pushed him off. Leia pushed him off. Pushed him off to Luke because they saw the darkness in Ben. And then Luke was afraid of the darkness in Ben and was pushing him away. Now they see they know that Rays of Palpatine is Leia pushing her off. No, she's taking the opposite approach because she learned from her failure. She learned that it's don't just push these people away when they're in trouble. Help them out. It's the same thing that Luke did with Vader, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Closing thoughts, Casey? I, uh, man, Rise of Skywalker. More, you, you, everyone needs to go see it. Carla still hasn't seen it. My brother Skyler hasn't seen it. My dad hasn't seen it. It's like, I'm, it's like I was adopted. <laughs> well, tell them not to listen to the pod because there are spoilers. And my dad actually just downloaded the podcast before I left Michigan. Did he? <laughs> yeah. He knows not to listen though. Yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Skyler hasn't seen it yet either. No. Well, I mean, it's been a busy. The reason it's not make as much money right there. Wow. Well, they shouldn't take on the name Skywalker. Um, Maybe I can convince Carla to go see it tonight. They come back into town tomorrow, so I, I it makes more sense to wait another day or two and then. I'll go as a group. There you go. Well, if you don't take Skylar to see it, I'll take him to see it. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. He'll be back there early January, so. Tim Q, closing mm-hmm. thoughts? Nope, no thoughts. I don't think. I'm not a thinker. Chad? <laughs> you're, you're a doer. You're a thinker. <laughs> you're a you're a woo her. You're a woo her. You're a woo her doer. I woo and I do her. You were Chad? Um yeah, nothing really then on. All right. Well we, we talked good. Um I'm just gonna throw this out again. I called it. Called the kiss. Oh. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Called the kiss. We didn't even touch on the kiss. No, we didn't. But uh, that'll be sure. something we can talk about oh, next time. Thanks. All right, guys, we are the Talking Sith Podcast. You can follow us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Podcast. Uh, Send us in an email at TalkingSithPod at gmail.com. Let us know your your thoughts and air your grievances with us. And uh, Chad will agree with you. I will try and apologize for them. That's very true. And uh, we'll meet somewhere in the middle. So until next time, may the Force be with you.
Does nobody know what the response to that is? Always. Thank you. Be okay. excellent to each other. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property, we just like to talk about it.